Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's your boy, Big Stearns, bringing you another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast, brought to you by Against the Grain Entertainment. I got my man, Doobie Gillis, with me in the building with another week of conversation uh, where we plan on entertaining and informing you. Uh, So I appreciate everybody tuning in, and uh, this is the Long Overdue Show. Are we ready? We'll kick off today's episode with the most breaking news that I found today. Um, Russell Westbrook went to the Lakers. Russell Westbrook is going home. He's headed hmm. back to LA. He is a Laker. Well, how? What are your thoughts on this? Um, you know what? I'm. I don't know how exactly feel about this at the moment. Um, I felt like the Lakers needed another shooter. But top players in the league, you can't necessarily call it a bad move. Uh, I know a lot of people going to say it's, it's Bron team building again, but I really don't think this is Bron's call on this shot. Um, I think this is a Rob Palenka deal. Um, I think uh, Russ wanted to come back to L.A. He's from, he's an L.A. kid. Um, you know, you can play with Bron and A.D. And uh, it was just uh, – and there was a trade, you know. The Lakers started to be beneficial for them. Uh, obviously, Washington felt like it was beneficial for them. So, we'll see how it play out. Born injury, they will be one of the top teams. They're going to be one of the top teams anyway. But uh, I still think they need to go out and get a shooter or two uh, to put on that squad. If they can get somebody for cheap. Uh, I just heard that Melo is also looking at signing with the Lakers, uh, as well as uh, Andre Iguodala. So, uh, it's a lot of years on <laughs> A lot of years on that squad, but uh, we'll, we'll see how it play out. Yeah, already. And then, um, I don't know if you saw Flojo's record uh, was broken with her official, you know, the the official, not not the trial record wasn't broken, but the other record, the Olympic yeah. record was broken. Shattered. Yeah. Shattered is that. Not unexpected. I figured them yeah. to make it bring, bring hell. Yeah, um, I mean, not only did she break the record, she really could have ran a faster turn. Uh, she even said herself she started to celebrate a little bit too early. She could have ran harder. She probably could have ran a 10-5, uh, which is, uh, that's it's pretty damn fast. Man or female, that's pretty fast. So anytime you got a human being that's covering 100 meters in 10 seconds, they move. So, shout out to the Jamaicans. They went gold, silver, and bronze. Yeah, they didn't need um, I know everybody felt, everybody was saying that um, Shakari got cheated out of a chance at a gold medal. But to be honest with you, she was going to be the underdog in this event anyway. Uh, I hate that she had missed the opportunity, but uh, I don't, I feel like the three that's on the podium was probably going to be there anyway. Yeah. Shakari might have, I, I don't know. I don't know. She might have, she might could have you no know, push for a, a silver or a bronze, but uh, I feel like that gold medal was going back to Jamaica regardless. I agree with that. Uh, feel like it was a saving from ass whooping. Sometimes that just has to happen. Like, 
It's like the odds were very much against you. So shit. Stay at home and smoke some weed to the world games. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> shit. Stay at home and smoke some weed to the world games. I don't necessarily condone it, but hey. I guess that's a direct contradiction. It is what it is. If I'm running track, I don't condone it for track room. I don't condone right. it for track room. Right. And Megan's probably getting hot laughing out of that. That's not my business. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, shit. Next uh, in the world today. Well, since we on the sports today, um, I just got through reading a report. The, uh, Buffalo Bills are currently in a very heated heated negotiation with the city of Buffalo and the state of New York to get them a new stadium built. And uh, from what I understand, uh, the city of Buffalo is kind of dragging their feet, not really wanting to build a new stadium. And the Bills have put them on official notice that if they do not get a new stadium, that they are going to move the team. And if they move the team, they've already listed their first choice to moving is Austin, Texas. So I think that would be extremely huge for Central Texas. Yeah. Um, That put Texas with three NFL teams, just like California. Uh, I think we definitely have the fan base for it. Um, Definitely for the people who hate the Cowboys. They would love it because now they got another team that they can root for that, that doesn't suck because uh, Texans have not been very good. But that's another subject. Another show. Shout out all the Texan fans. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, man, um, that is uh, big news. That is the um, uh, city of Austin, fastest growing city in America right now. Uh, the boom is on. You got a lot of major tech companies moving to Austin. Um, yeah, Austin is on the rise, man. So uh, another pro team in Austin, you know, that, that, that's a good look for them. So um, I know the folks in Buffalo don't want to lose their team. When you think of Buffalo, New York, the only thing coming to my, my mind is Buffalo Bills and Hot Wings. So uh, I'm pretty sure they don't want to lose their identity at the moment. Yeah, because I don't really think – I don't even – don't nobody think about uh Buffalo when they think about high wings. It's cold. It's cold that, was, that was about 20 years ago when niggas was thinking about Buffalo and high wings. Buffalo wings. Yeah, we ain't doing that shit no more. <laughs> they have been X'd out. <laughs> they can kiss the Buffalo. Nigga, it ain't going to be shit in New York, but New York City. Ain't nobody going to give a damn about shit else <laughs> once that team leaves. Fuck a Buffalo. So <laughs> standing next to that nigga, he accidentally said some shit about the Texans. He ain't mean that shit. I mean what I'm saying. Fuck a Buffalo. I never plan on going there. And if I do, fuck them. And I hope they see this. I'm playing. I'm playing. The, views the views expressed by this man do not necessarily represent the views of his podcast. <laughs> Shout out Buffalo. I may one day want to come that way. He not. He, he ain't thinking about <laughs> shit nobody want to see. Hey man, hey. I ain't yeah. heard about nobody. I ain't heard about nobody 
stroking out from this heat in Buffalo. Probably some motherfuckers done froze to death, though. Hey, nothing, nothing was closed down when they got the snow up there either. I couldn't, I couldn't even get a, we got snow down here for a week. I couldn't even get no food. Hey, man, we wasn't ready for that shit. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Nigga, I ain't never had to break out some boots and necessarily need to walk in the snow, nigga. I, nigga, it wasn't no driving nowhere, nigga. Fuck that shit. Rose was blocked up. That was a long few days, bro. Yeah, man. We was pretty stocked up. We had plenty of shit at the house, so I really didn't have to leave. I bought my weed and book, so that was all right. But cigars and shit. <laughs> the bad boy, bad necessities. Yeah, we still stocked up on toilet paper and shit. I'm not even worried about that. I'll be. <laughs> anyway. By the way, in case y'all wonder, my co-host does live in a marijuana-friendly area. Do not oh, come yeah. trying to start this up talking about he buying weed and books. You know what I'm saying? CBD. Talking to you, fans. <laughs> my bad. I forgot I might post this on YouTube and they got bikes and things. I'm in CBD. I'm in legal cannabis. Legal cannabis. The kind of just calms your nerves. There's no psychoactive effects to this product that we're endorsing right now. The views expressed by me do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the views expressed by the long overdue podcast so against the grain entertainment. <laughs> oh, yeah, damn, my bad. Um, <clears throat> all right, uh, next topic, we'll move on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, so, um, Moving on, celebrity news. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ashton Kushner uh-huh. and his wife, um, a very pretty young lady. Uh, I cannot think of her name at the moment. It's kind of hard to pronounce. Um, that's her. Um, they've been in the headlines a little bit this week about um, some of their hygiene practices. Did you get a chance to see that? No, I'm kind of glad I did. It sounds disgusting. So, <laughs> so let me fill you in. So, they came in, they did an interview, and it's been all over CNN and other places. Y'all go check this out. You know what I'm saying? Go check my sources. But they did an interview and said that they did not see it as a necessity to bathe your child on, on a daily basis. They said they don't bathe their children until they actually see dirt on them before they bathe them. And they also said that they also do not bathe very often. They do not see the benefit of bathing daily. So the look on your face is gonna let me know that you have a very interesting reply to this. So I wanna know, you know, cause I've never never been rich, but I wanna know, is there a certain point of wealth that you could get where you so rich that you have, that you can stop bathing? Like, do you just not even get musty anymore, or do you just walk around constantly smelling like money? Um, do they do they like use them crystals that I've been hearing about or something? They did not mention no crystals. The Damn exact man. quote was that they <laughs> that they don't bathe their children until they can see the dirt on them. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> do they? Do they? Are they vegan? Maybe uh, not get into that. I think after they mentioned that they don't bathe, the conversation kind of went left. Maybe they didn't get a chance to put. They didn't get a chance to defend themselves. So fill me in on that because I, I see you pondering several things. Um, is there a, is there a particular reason or method or reason that I don't know about? Maybe I'm not cultured enough that if you're a vegan or there's crystals out there that you can use where you don't have to bathe all. I just no, I'm trying to figure out reasons that they might be that might make sense, and I can't really find any good ones, but. All right, so like, all right, so like, 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 I know they say that if you just eat plant food and shit like that, you know, don't eat like regular shit, that your sweating things smell different. You know what I mean? And it's less offensive, is the word I'll use. And then there's some shit like chlorophyll. They say if you drink so much chlorophyll, it'll um you won't have to wear deodorant. Now, none of this is taken away from having to take a bath, but maybe like being able to go longer periods of time in between bathing. If, if I took it as they had so much money that they can't even remember the last time that they got sweaty. Damn. <laughs> like they don't even break a sweat on the day, like. You got so much money that they don't even get musty. They don't feel the need to bathe. They said that they don't bathe their children until they can see, physically see the dirt on them. I'll put it, okay, so, 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 okay, how about this? Um, do they bathe when they go out in public? See, it's, it, that shit, that shit, that shit, that shit Brought on more questions than an answer. I'll say that much. Um, yeah, there's no justifiable reason for not bathing every day. But I guess if you go back in history far enough, white people didn't bathe at all. Damn. The views <laughs> being expressed by me don't necessarily, uh, aren't necessarily the views of Against the Grain Entertainment. Or uh, <laughs> uh, the long overdue podcast. I didn't mean See, me and you had this conversation a few years back that when people get to a certain level of status of financial ability or celebrity, that they operate on a different plane from that we operate on. And that is acceptable. I don't know if this was going, I don't know if this was going to meet the criteria. I can't see no form of fashion where it's acceptable for your ass to be right around here grown as hell. It's not bathing. How is it, man? If they gonna be at the house and ain't going around nobody, it's just them and their kids, and that's how they wanna live, cool. But don't come out to the market and all that other shit smelling. <laughs> smelling like the funyuns that's on our 15. I don't need that in my life. You know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna come out around people, babe, and then won't nobody even know if they wouldn't have said that. You ain't never heard nothing about them motherfuckers thinking, which I don't never hear nothing about the motherfuckers, but still. <clears throat> you probably so gonna hear something. So do you think that is a that is a financial class thing? Like 
like I said, because they real, do you think it's a cultural thing that they feel like that's okay? Because I've had experiences before with other people that I'm going to say are of that cultural background. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody from all the different cultures because we are a multicultural show. We don't we like everybody. So I don't want everybody to feel like this is a racist comment. But in my experiences, I have experienced this before with a person from that same ethnicity, as, I, as I'm going to say. And this is when I was in college. And this dude lived in the, in the room next to us. And his roommate would come next door and chill with us. We'd be like, bro, why you always over here chilling? Well, you don't never kick it with your roommate. He was like, man, dude, stay. He's like, dude, ain't took a bath since this semester. Ain't took a bath this semester. And he stayed. He was like, and he cool with it. I was like, what, what's the problem? You know, he was like, man, it's no problem. He's like, dude, family got money. Dude always got money. This is that. It's not that. It ain't that he don't have. He just. He just a grungy type dude, that's his thing. He don't feel the need to bang. This led to getting escalated to the point where this dude was so fed up with his roommate, stinking from not taking a bath, that him, a couple other people that we knew, they went in the room one day, literally snatched this dude up and walked him, like two people had his legs, two had his arms, Walked him down to the shower area. And I don't know if you've ever been, lived in a college dorm. Usually when you're a freshman, you stay in a dorm that has a community shower. <laughs> they walked this dude down the hall, literally threw him in the shower, cut the shower on on him, and like squirted, squirted all kind of shower gel, shampoo, everything on this man. And that was his bath for the semester. Yeah, so that... <laughs> I never seen anything like that, and I had never heard of that before until now with Mr. Kushner and his very lovely wife talking about that they don't bathe often. I um, I've, I don't remember who it was. Somebody on one of the talk shows or some shit like that or in a magazine, some a white person was saying that they don't, they only wash their jeans ever so often. Like they wear them, but they don't wash them. And I thought that was weird. So yeah, I think it's a, a cultural thing. I just see. I, I know people that don't put their jeans in the dryer. I know people that don't put their jeans in the dryer. I don't mm. know anybody. And I know people who don't put their jeans in the washing machine. I don't know anybody who doesn't wash their jeans. Like the motherfuckers going to the cleaners, they going to get hand washed and hung out and dried. I don't know nobody that's like, yeah, let me take these bad boys off after about eight, nine hours, and I'm going to throw these in the closet, and then I'm going to put these bad boys back on. You know what I'm saying? What What do you do? Do you, like, do you at least Febreze them? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm familiar when I want some clothes, or I wouldn't know how that works exactly. Um, but, yeah, so... I guess, like I said, back to back to the views that aren't necessarily expressed by LOD and against the grain. Um, they, as a culture, haven't been bathing as long as everybody else. So maybe they just still kind of, you know how they say some shit is, <clears throat> shit is genetic, like it's genetic. 
Well, maybe this ain't necessarily genetic trauma, but or maybe it is. Maybe for whatever reason they wasn't bathing back then. For what it was some in the water that was fucking ass off or some shit like that. Maybe that's still some type of genetic trauma, and that's what they genetic trauma is. They don't like to bathe and wash their shit. <laughs> I don't okay, know. so anybody in the audience out there, if you got any information on this, if you can fill us in, that way we're not lost. And you got some background research on this. You know what I'm saying? Hit us up, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, leave a comment like, or whatever. Let us know your sources. You know what I'm saying? Y- y'all, y'all give us some feedback on that. I feel the exact opposite of what he just said. If you do know something about this and have an opinion about it, I'd appreciate it if you kept that shit to yourself. <laughs> I don't really... <laughs> I don't want to have no details about why people ain't watching me. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> man, man, man. So, uh, in other entertainment news, um, man, uh, so Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, two of the biggest producers of all time. They just dropped their solo, al- their debut album. Yeah, first ever. After first 30 ever years, damn near 40 years of making music. 40 years in the game. What you think about that, man? What, what what are you expecting from this album? I'm really kind of, as a music person that I am, I enjoy a lot of different types of music. So I'm kind of looking forward to this one because I just want to check out, like, are they doing like a DJ Khaled style album where they're bringing in other artists? Or do they actually sing? Hell, I don't know if they sing. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What, what are we getting out of this album? Cause uh, I learned a lot of stuff about these dudes here recently. Like I didn't know that they produced for Ice T. I did not know that Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis produced any hip hop records. Yeah, it's some shit that I'm pretty sure that they really didn't want people knowing that they had a part in, and that was some of the shit I would think. Yeah, I I like Ice T. That shit is classic, but that shit is garbage. At it's the same true. time, yeah. So it's like it's- I wouldn't want nobody knowing like like. Like Rick James, that was bold for him for for him to let people know that he produced Party All the Time so blatantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but Party All Party All the Time did uh, was a top five chart album on being record. And 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 we're not talking about music being good and people liking it at being the same music right now. <laughs> That's not that's not where we're going with this. <laughs> because notice that we started this con- this part of the conversation off with Ice T, and. I think he has one song that is the only song that people like when people mention Ice T, they mention that song, the um the uh the what Cups. Four, four Cups. Cups. That my boy. Oh yeah, that one. Okay, so two songs. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what is it? Three, something in the morning. Three in the morning. Police at my door. Such and such a squeaking across the the some some flow, bathroom flow, some shit like that. Okay, bro. I didn't know. I didn't know Ice T was a rapper until I was until I was older. Like I knew Ice T was a rapper. All I knew, all I knew is he was got he was goddamn Scotty from New Jack City. They had colors on videotape when I was a kid. I remember seeing that movie, and I, I I don't remember the movie very well, but I remember that bullshit ass song. I didn't Colors. watch Colors until I was Colors. grown. Colors. Ice-T admitted to not knowing how to rap when he got his record deal. <laughs> he 
he conned them motherfuckers because he looked so street and hood. He conned them motherfuckers into giving them a record. Dog. That nigga has an interview where he, I mean, he didn't even know how to rap, dog. And I can tell you, <laughs> how did we get on this shit? <laughs> what was, oh, Jimmy Chan and Terry Lewis being responsible for some shit they ain't want nobody to know about. Yeah, yeah, there's probably some more shit on that list, but they produced for great. From Prince's to Michael Jackson's to yeah. everybody, so, man. They, so they, told, they told a really good story about Prince. And they talked about the time that Prince fired them from the time because they produced the song for the SOS band. Because apparently he had told them when he signed, when he uh, hired them for the group at the time that the agreement was they would not produce any records for any other label, I mean, any other artists. And, and they, uh, Terry Lewis said that he didn't understand why it was such a big deal for Prince. He said, but then he thought about it and what it was, Prince was scared that they were going to give the time sound to somebody else. But they said they always, whenever they produce, they made a conscious effort to make sure that they did not use that sound that they used for the time. For somebody else and i thought about it i thought about all the different records they produce i can't i don't none of the stuff that they did for other people sounded like the time like when you hear a time morris day record you know that's the time and they yeah. said they made a conscious effort of that so for them dudes to be that gifted and have that kind of ear for music to know that okay yeah this is what we normally do but the production, we got a whole. We say just for you, like they did. Like they already did nasty. They did when I think of you. They did control. All these songs that came off that album that was hits. And the A&R <laughs> guy came to him like, man, he said, I love the album. He said, we need one more song for the album. They was like, man, you know, fuck you. No, we ain't giving. You know, say what? What do you want from us? Damn it, this this uh, this album is going to be a smash. And they said they jumped in the car to get something to eat. The A and R was in the car with them. And they put on a track that they were working on for their album that they never put out. And the A&R was like, man, what is that song right there? That's what you need to let Janet have. And they was like, what? He was like, yeah, you need that song for Janet. And so they went to the studio later that night. Janet came in. They just put the track on. Didn't say nothing to her. Just put it on. Janet immediately started grooving off the shit. She was like, who is this song for? They was like, it's for you if you want it. And she was like, bet, the song turned out to be What Have You Done For Me Lately. Yeah. And that was, but that was supposed to be their very first single on their solo album, on their debut album that they, they never did do. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's gonna be DJ Khaled like, if they just gonna get other artists and put them on shit or if they gonna put on the album themselves. Um, I hope they don't decide to call it long overdue and fuck up the podcast name. It definitely uh I think the name of it is Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, Timeless Music, yeah, Volume yeah. One. <laughs> yeah. Timeless music. Yeah. Like, they said cause they don't make cause they, they, that's I think the question that they got asked was like, this is gonna be old school songs y'all never put out. It's gonna be said they said we make timeless music. They said we don't make, you know what I'm saying, music for time frames. They said their music is timeless. So they said they, when they did an interview when they first started, a newspaper reporter asked them how did it feel for them to be the hottest producers in the game at the time. And they said, we don't want to be the hottest in the game right now. We want to be the warmest. They said, we just want to be warm for a long time. 
And so 40 years, I think they managed that. Yeah, yeah, they should. Ain't money. Yeah. I don't think I don't think artists respect artists that have longevity. Like artists that haven't made it yet, they don't respect artists that have longevity and see how many people that it is that come through the game and you don't see the motherfucker no more, dog. It's not, you can't make this shit your dream for too long because if you make it one time, that's not enough money to slash you for the rest of your life unless you do something else. So you need to already be doing that something else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, it's very few niggas that have longevity that go from group to group, to artist to artist, and are able to generate classics and money like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't hear about, <clears throat> you got Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And what one or two other people from their generation that got a track record like this, you got Babyface, you know what I'm saying? It's like you have very few people who got a track record like them in their generation. It's about a few people every generation. I, in our generation, the beginning, well, I guess the generation right before us, you got the Timberlands and the Pharrells and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you don't have a whole bunch of people out there getting a whole lot of money. You know what I'm saying? It's like you got a few people that this funneling to, and then you got some artists that's getting it. But it's a whole bunch of one-hit wonders out there. And it's like she, I don't know. That was a slight message to certain niggas. It's like, man, hey, man, get you a backup plan. Because <laughs> if that shit don't kick off like you, what you've been hoping is gonna kick off, nigga. If you get just one hit, I mean, that's cool. You accomplished something, but that ain't yeah. that ain't no real bread. A hundred thousand dollars ain't shit, bro. Can't feed the family <laughs> off fame. Hell no. Unless they give you like a free free McDonald's, like like I figure push a T all to get free McDonald's for the rest of his life. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, trying to oh, oh, no, no, go ahead. I mean, oh, it wasn't really about shit. It's just I ain't nobody ever heard that goddamn song until way after the damn uh that nigga say that he made the damn ba da ba ba boom I'm loving this shit. <laughs> Cause I had never heard that fucking song till way later. Like, Man. Okay. That's crazy. What you uh what you think about this uh Wonder Years uh reboot with uh Black Folk? Um I think I'm gonna reserve my opinion until I actually watch it. Um, I'm going to give it a shot. One of the years is one of them shows that I remember from my childhood. Um, I didn't really understand the significance of what they were trying to do with the show at the time. I think that it was more for adults of that time because it showed them, like, it reminisced back to when they was a kid and they coming of age. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if this new show is going to be in that same time era, but from the Black family perspective, uh, if it is, I'm still going to watch it. I don't know how I'm going to relate to that. Now, if they did a Wonder Years show where, like, the guy is our age now 
and he's yeah. reflecting back to when that age when we were kids, that's something I would definitely be very interested in watching just to see that perspective. Yeah. But even if they do it from the same time frame as the original Wonder Years, I think it's going to be a pretty decent premise for a show because the black perspective in America from that time frame is totally different from the white perspective. Uh, once again, we is not, we are a multicultural show, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the white folks. But <laughs> um, I think that I just don't want people to, if they do do that time frame, I don't want people to dismiss the show as another overly woke show that people just riding the wave of this. Because I'm telling people right now, basically, we it's, it, it seems like we're in a lot of turmoil, There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of racial tension. But for the, comp the country to progress, this has to happen every few generations. Like for America to take that next step, because we done came a long way from Jim Crow 60s. But it was a painful, it was a grind. It was a lot of fucked up shit went on for that transition to happen. And mm. I think right now, this is this is the new 60s right now. We going through this shit. You know what I'm saying? People standing up, people tired of shit. And it's a lot mm. of fucked up shit happening. And um, it's a lot of people fighting against this change. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? They gonna get drug, they gonna get drug forward, just like the other people did. You know, so it's just one so. I'm interested to see what perspective the show take, uh, just to see how that turn out. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I um, I feel like if they do it from the '60s standpoint, with what's going on right now, it's going to have more impact right now, directly. But I don't think the show would last as long. Yeah. Once this shit kind of dies down and shit kind of normalizes, people are gonna lose interest. Yeah. <clears throat> But if they do one from our perspective of the kid is, or the person is our age now, and a mm -hmm. kid, it'll have longer to go because yeah. we can talk about what happened during us growing up all the way till us now. And if it's mm -hmm. a good show, it's going to last longer. It's going to have longer to go. People are going to be mm -hmm. interested in it for a longer period of time. Yeah. So, it's just kind of whatever they do. I think both shows have the possibility to be decent shows, but which one's going to last and captivate longer is based off of which era they choose. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah, so. Um, uh, so with, while we own that, so what do you think about this whole new movement of reboots right now that we're going through? Because they, I just also read where they get ready to reboot uh, House Party. They're going to do a it's not going to be a sequel. It's going to be a reboot based off the original House Party movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if the script's going to be the same, same premise for the, the storyline. Um, I think it's going to be based off of a lot of, you know what I'm saying, music just like the original House Party was. So I'm kind of interested in it. Um, they showed the guy who's going to be playing, uh, who's going to be playing Kid. Uh, he's on another show. I cannot think of his name right now. But uh, I'm like, I wonder how this is going to, you know what I'm saying? A lot of stuff is being rebooted right now. Like, I just watched the rebooted version of He-Man, bro. You know, that's that's a classic. Netflix just put out a new little five-part series rebooted version of the show that supposedly takes off from where the show left off in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, just, uh, I see this is a whole movement that's going on right now. What you think about that? I, um... 
I think it's a fine, like they just, how do I put it? It's almost like what they did with music. They just started redoing a whole bunch of shit to see what worked and see what hit. And then once they found the lane, oh, people like this three six shit. Okay, well, we're gonna make every song a goddamn three six get mafia goddamn uh 2021 remake. <laughs> Dog, I mean there's so much songs that have so much little pieces of three six mafia. You know what I mean? And <clears throat> I feel like it's similar, except they're taking from more. They ain't just taking from one show or one movie. They like, okay, let's try this and see if it's gonna make a million millions of dollars. All right, that didn't work. Let's try this and see if it's gonna make a million dollars. Okay, that worked. Okay, let's try this and see if it's gonna make a million dollars. Okay, let's make sequels to both of those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like creativity is dead. They ain't doing shit to bring it back the same haircut. <laughs> You know what mm. I'm saying? It's like, yeah, the house party was good. And I feel like they are risking it because the movies that they remaking were so good and so classic that, classic. that either you finna make a really, really, really good ass reboot or you finna make a whole bullshit ass movie that you could have saved. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Either this bitch is going to be damn near identical to the first one. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. only way you can reboot. If you're making a... Because a reboot is going to be the same movie as the first one, right? That's what that is? Or is that, A reboot is where they take... Basically, you take the same characters, the mm -hmm. same storyline, but you put it in today. The, okay. the, setting okay. is to, the setting is the present day. Okay. okay. Um, I just... I don't think I don't think somebody could get away with a house party this day and age if their parents gave a damn about it. I mean, dog, you know how much shit it is that your parents can monitor the crib? This is true. Walking in their house while they gone. If your parents care about you in 2021 and they're going to be leaving you alone by yourself, they have a whole bunch of ways to find out what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, if your parents don't give a fuck, cool. <laughs> but I feel like even though Play was able to have that party, Play's parents cared about him. <laughs> Obviously, they did. Play took <laughs> Play knew that he was at, knew his ass was in trouble when that toilet was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Play took the goddamn China out the cabinet and he hit that shit and put plastic cups in there because he knew. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not about to mess up my mama good China. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kid daddy walked all the way to the party. <laughs> walked all the way to the party, nigga. And walked home. You realize that's not going to be as dramatic since that nigga can take an Uber now, right? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That shit, that, 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 that scene, you can't remake that. Not in 2021. It's like, yeah. that's... It's, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to put some plot twists and turns in the, in the story some kind of way to make it, you know what I'm saying, reasonable. I just... But, uh, I don't feel like, like, it's going, it's not going to be what we saw. You know what I mean? It's going to have to be a 
hey man, my mom and them let me throw a party while they gone this weekend type shit. And that ain't, what's that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Unless, yeah. maybe they gonna have to flip it on his head. Like they they not the ones throwing the party. They the ones sneaking out to get to the party or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So my idea for a reboot, I don't even know if I want to share it on here because it's so cold. I think <laughs> that we should discuss this later and maybe pitch it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? But because my shit's cold, bro. This shit that I know I would personally go see. I really want to share it with everybody, but y'all motherfuckers might try to steal my idea and get money off of this. So I ain't gonna do it. But just let y'all know I'm down with good reboots, man. So I got a couple ideas. Shout out to the people that make the reboots. Fuck with your boy. I'm gonna discuss this with my partner. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna have some shit for you, but that's that's another time, another subject. Anyway, so <laughs> moving on. Yeah, um, Will Smith playing uh what's uh Williams first name? Serena Williams dad, yeah. Mr. Uh, what's his first name? Is it's not Roger, is it? No, nah, it's not uh, that's gonna be a good movie, man. That those are the roles though that Will Smith tend to kill. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? He is a he is a natural character actor. Yeah. Like, um, you know what I'm saying? I agree. To me in Bad Boys, but Bad Boys is meant to be a cheesy movie. You know what I'm saying? It's a movie where you're gonna go see a bunch of cars get flipped over. You're gonna see a bunch of people get shot, and then you're gonna see Will and Martin and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's a buddy cop movie, so it's fun. Like, he is one of the few actors that do a good job of playing a real person. Like, he played the shit out of Ali. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he played the shit out of the dude from, uh, what's the dude that was living on the street with his son? Became a stockbroker? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, man, he played the shit out of that role, bro. So, uh, I think Will's gonna kill this shit. Uh, it's gonna be a good movie. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to the movie theater to support it and see it. Uh, our crazy ass governor probably is not going to shut anything down due to COVID here. So, <laughs> yeah, that motherfucker. I didn't start back wearing my mask. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say we're back on mask protocol in my office. Uh, at first, they were doing if you've been vaccinated, you don't have to wear the mask. But you know what I'm saying? We uh, they sent out a memo saying that we're back on full mask protocol. Uh, so you know. Yeah, that's the world we live in right now, man. Yeah, that's the real in the movie. I yeah, I think it's gonna be a great movie. I'm wondering how accurate it is gonna be to, or excuse me, are they going to delve into the sister story, or are they gonna delve into his part of getting to them to where they, who they became? You know what I mean? I, I believe it's gonna focus on because we kind of know the success story. We know the we know them, you know, saying they're athletes. We know the story, their compliment, their accomplishments of all the documents. But for them to go out and spend the money that it takes to get Will Smith in a movie, because Will Smith don't come cheap. Nah. Will Smith Will Smith a 20, 25, $30 million a pop dude. So for them to go spend that bread, they are looking for him to carry this movie. So you know it's got to be story driven about. It. The dad. Yeah. And I think that's interesting that they're doing a movie based on him. But 
it's kind of time for some shit like that because it's a lot of dads. Okay, number one, black dads are black. just now starting to exactly. get anything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of stories where the dad pushed their kids, and it's like there's a lot of situations where the kids were pushed too hard and done, you know what I'm saying? Shit. But it's a lot of stories where them kids were pushed into some fucking success. Yeah. Fathers. And it's completely overlooked that, you know what I'm saying? It's like the shit that they did wrong is what's highlighted. Like you think about the Jackson 5 and shit like that. Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? you don't ever look at, you. Ne- their father's never really been betrayed and he might not have been a good dad shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's never been I don't, betrayed. I don't, think he was, I don't think he was perfect. I think mm-hmm. he was a man. He had his flaws. Was yeah. he hard on his kid? Yeah, but like at the same time, like the, I hear people say, he didn't handle his kids any different from any other man that was handling their kids in that time. We are, yeah. You can ask your dad. You know what I'm saying? Your, they from the era where you got your ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just yeah. Joe Joe Jackson wasn't the only people whooping his kids' ass. He was the only one that he had a vision and he mm-hmm. seen his kids had talent. And he knew that they was in an environment where they Gary Indiana, you know, Gary Indiana fucked up place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he was like, Man, I'm grinding in this steel mill. My kids got this talent. They they got it. If I push them and I believe in them, we can get us, we I can get my family out of, you know what I'm saying? And he ended up just uh giving, you know what I'm saying, end up raising probably the most famous person to ever walk the earth, besides all the people know, only person that's more famous in the earth than Michael Jackson is probably Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that he the only person I know of that step on the stage, people who don't even speak the language fall out when they see hey, I just realized they kind of went through the same transition too. They started off as a black man with a fro and a big nose, and ended up a white man with some good ass hair and light ass skin. <laughs> Lord, <laughs> first, first of all, this uh, let me see this message out to God. God, the opinion expressed by Rod did not necessarily express the opinion. We is not comparing Michael Jackson to your son. So, this player, man. Anyway, let me know what I'm saying. Shout, shout out all the Christians. Please don't be mad at us. <laughs> we just started. Y'all forgive us. Come on, man. Give us a break, man. <laughs> it's entertainment, that? people. It's entertainment. Lighten up. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Mike didn't walk on water, but it looked like he was sliding on water when he was moving water. Go, go on now. Give us a break. <laughs> My stomach ain't goddamn. Oh, shit. But yeah, man, like, I feel like it's time that those movies are being made. So it's like Joe, not Joe Jackson, um, Mr. Williams, he, you know, he's, as much as they tried to put him in a negative light, he never was, they were never able to push him all the way over there. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I feel like he's a good person to, to lead that charge with on yeah. showing movie about a good black father that led his children to success. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He might it might have been this and that, but his girls are successful as well. They definitely tried to put that negative light on them. I remember 
started sounding real the shit the shit had had you going slow and sounded kind of like a robot but you, you sounded like a handicapped robot for a second dog that shit had your voice all fucked up i'm trying not to laugh dog. i'm like yeah damn that's what i'm telling you to hold on dog i'm like stop talking <laughs> so, shit, first, so basically we're going to fit all the handicapped and the robots Basically, I'm probably gonna cut this shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh, anyway, so they, they he did the interview with uh Barbara Walters, and you know how they do you when you do an interview with 2020. They ask you these loaded ass questions and try to make you look weird, and it don't seem like it while you're doing the interview, but then you come back and watch it after they edit it, and you like, I look crazy in the motherfucker. Kind of like how R. Kelly probably looked after he did his his interview, which if he had any good lawyer or PR person, they would not allow that man to do that interview under the pressure that he was under. They are going going to literally bring that shit up in court and and convict him on that. But anyway, that's another another subject another time. But yeah, they definitely tried to put the negative light on uh, Serena and Venus' dad. I'm glad they wasn't. Strong black man. And not only did he Produced two of the greatest tennis players ever. Uh, his other daughter is very successful black women. I think one of them went on to law school, one of them went on to med school. So, you know what I'm saying? And they from Compton. He had to be hard on his kids. Really? Fucking Compton. Really? So, yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to the Williams family. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big shout out to the Williams family for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, man, that's pretty much our hour for this week. Uh, you got anything you want to add? Man, um, before we shut it down, I just want to say uh, I, on my social media earlier, I made a comment about uh, my hometown, Nacogdoches. Uh, we had a tragic situation that happened over the weekend. Uh, and in my moment of anger, I come in a comment about, I just put Nat. And I got to thinking about it. I was like, man, first of all, we don't even know who perpetrated the shit. We don't know who the perpetrators even from that. Second of all, I got to quit letting a few, because I tell people all the time that I don't want to be judged off of, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to be judged off of other people. I don't, I try not to judge people based off of their, ethnicity or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I try not to judge people. I try to judge everybody off of their own merits. So I don't think it's right for me to judge every judge Nacogdoches off of some bad apples. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely some serious shit going on in Nag right now. It's a lot of turmoil, a lot of unnecessary fucking violence. Um, stuff, what I'm not used to seeing from there, um, it's, it, 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 ha- it fucks with me because I have a vision in my mind of what Nacogdoches was when I grew up there. And you know what I'm saying? It's just like anywhere, there's always been violence and things like that, but never to this level. So 
but I cannot, I'm not going to allow a few bad people to tarnish a place where I know it's a lot of good people. So shout out everybody in that that's, you know what I'm saying, that's tired of the bullshit that's going on, tired of all the violence, that's ready to try to, to reach out to these kids. Uh, a couple of my partners, uh, one, my boy Tory Hall, he started a new mentoring program where they reaching out to you there in Nacogdoches trying to catch these kids before they get to the gun-toting age to let them know that they got another route, another path they can choose. Um, shout out to my boy, Platinum Pat, uh, out there in St. Augustine, Texas. Uh, another dude that's trying to improve his community. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's got a uh, mentorship uh, seminar thing that he's getting set up for later in the year and uh, that I plan on participating in with him uh, that I think is gonna be a big deal. You know what I'm saying? I'm co-signing that to the fullest. So shout out to them boys, man. We always recognize the negativity. Don't recognize the people that's trying to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, uh, rest in peace to that boy, Fuji. You know what I'm saying? Lost his life next last night over some bullshit. Uh, condolences out to the uh, Lampkin, Williams family, uh, Monique and everybody. Prayers to everybody. Uh, prayers to the other people involved that, that were shot. Uh, my boy Darvo, I just got worried. He came out of surgery. He gonna pull through, you know what I'm saying? I'm glad about that. Shout out to Adam, you know what I'm saying? He came out of surgery, he gonna pull through. Still waiting on word on my little kinfolk, you know what I'm saying? But uh, man, I hope this prayers out to everybody's family. And man, stop this goddamn This shit is unnecessary, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, all, all the shit that's stacked against us in this world and our people, how to stop killing each other over bullshit, so. You know what I'm saying? We're going to leave it at that. Uh, this has been another episode of the Long Overdue Podcast. Uh, I am C. Stearns. Got my boy Doobie Gillis with me. Oh, big shout out to our normal co-host, uh, Tony Talcast Simon. He is celebrating his one-year anniversary tonight. Shout out to him and his wife, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. Uh, y'all enjoy yourself. Uh, many more anniversaries ahead when we wish to you. All that good stuff. So, Everybody be safe. Peace. We'll see y'all next week.